welcome into A to Z Sports Primetime, presented by Superbook Sports. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be brought to you by our friends at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford is where you go since 1983. They have been making the car buying experience go smooth as humanly possible. Two Rivers Ford award-winning customer service awaits you at their dealership in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. Superbook Sports, who we are excited to welcome to primetime. One of the newest sports books that are live in Tennessee. They're clean, easy to use. App can help you uh, get things going and get involved with some of the great odds boosts that they have. All kinds of odds boosts for local teams, which I'll tell you more about later on in the show. You can bet it all local and national with Superbook Sports. The Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, GaryAshton.com, is where you go for your dream address without the stress. The Ashton team is going to put you in a position to succeed with the Intel Edge that only they can provide at GaryAshton.com. So, looking at this circumstance for uh, for the AFC, because now this gets a lot uh, really complicated. For you and for all of the football fans, the circumstance, whether the ruling is right or wrong in your opinion, a lot of people are going to, it's going to be easy for a lot of people to get emotional about this, right? I think it's completely and totally fair that a lot of people would get emotional about this. It is a very, very, it, it's a very delicate story and you have to be careful with how you discuss because I think that as far as what has been proven in a court of law, he has not been charged, he being Deshaun Watson, has not been charged criminally with anything. And this whole situation, the ruling on Deshaun Watson is purely based off the NFL's uh, code of conduct, the employee code of conduct for the league. It is a it, it is a situation where if you have somebody in your life who has worked as a massage therapist, this is probably something that hits closer to home because I'm sure it's an industry that has not dealt with these kind of things before. But also, with the settling of the civil suits, all but one at this point, and the NFL's ruling that not it was a nonviolent sexual crime, and I'll explain what that means, according to the independent arbitrator, Judge Sue L. Robinson, here in just a minute, the punishment, ultimately, the six-game suspension, without an additional fine, is a pretty interesting one. And it does affect the AFC, I think, substantially. The AFC North is now a quarterback and would be at whatever point Deshaun Watson played, a quarterback-loaded division. You have the AFC West stacked with quarterbacks. The AFC South is probably the least of the four divisions in the conference because in the East you have Josh Allen with the Buffalo Bills and potentially whatever noise a team like the Miami Dolphins could make. The Patriots, who made the playoffs last year and who should never be discounted, and then you know the team that is perpetually discounted, and rightfully so, uh, the New York Jets, but perhaps uh, they make strides this year. Who's to say? But looking at all of this, it is important to understand how we did get to the punishment that Sue L. Robinson decided on. And this was something that Tom Pelissero reported throughout the course of the day on the NFL Network. I want to ask you your Two Rivers Ford take, though, before we get to Pelissero. Uh, what was your first reaction 
to the Deshaun Watson ruling? Give us your response wherever it is that you're consuming us this evening on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. What was your first reaction to hearing the news that Deshaun Watson will, as of now, miss the first six games of the season? Again, I remind you that the NFL can still appeal because this was not an NFL decision. This was a decision that was collectively bargained away from Roger Goodell. It is consequential. I will uh, we'll get to some of your comments here in just a second. But for uh, for Titans Kyle, he says he his reaction, he wasn't surprised at all. Gator Hater agrees. Uh, expected. Rockstar says just glad it's over. But it's not. It's not over yet. The NFL wants to appeal. The NFL, it seems, is trying to, is going to prepare themselves for an appeal. But it is going to be made very difficult. The NFL is now in a position, think about it this way. The NFL is now in a position where they're looking at the they're looking at a a, a side that Tom Brady has been in up against the, the league and that Zeke Elliott, just in recent memory, has been up against the league. The league is now in a position of Tom Brady and Zeke Elliott, who took the NFL to federal court because they did not feel that the punishments for their respective infractions of the personal conduct policy with Brady and Deflategate. Zeke Elliott and a domestic violence issue a couple of years ago. They took the NFL to federal court because the NFL made the ruling without this independent arbitrator. So in the newest collective bargaining agreement, they said, okay, Roger Goodell isn't going to get to make the punishments, not judge, jury, and executioner anymore. We're going to remove this. We're going, we're going to remove this from Roger Goodell because he screwed it up. We're going to give this to an independent arbitrator, Sue L. Robinson, a former judge, who is going to be able to decide this both based on the appropriate terms, the legal precedent, and how the code of conduct has been ruled on in previous circumstances. That is an important thing to keep track of. So this process went through, and the NFL is now in the position of looking around and being like, hey, no, we want him gone the whole year. We're trying to get the the PR win here. We're trying to suspend this dude for an entire season. What do you mean six games? That's not even half. And I think that's kind of the reaction that a lot of people are having about it at this point. Um, punishment was too little and surprised there was no fine, says Karen O'Keefe. Well, he is going to, he is the six games that he's missing. He is going to miss pay. But again, remember that the Browns structured his contract. So Deshaun Watson's not making much money at all in the first year of his $230 million guaranteed deal. That is because they were expecting a suspension this way. I don't think they could have ever thought it would be as be as beneficial as six games for the purposes of football. Uh, shock, says Derek R. He says his was his first reaction. The suspension was way too small. I- I'm going to let you hear some reporting from Tom Pelissero on this right after I tell you about our friends at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford has all kinds of ways for you to shop because they're always going to make the car buying process easy. That's why they continue to win awards for their customer service year in and year out. Not only can you get one of their fine American-made, quality American-made Ford vehicles at their dealership in Mount Juliet, where they have one of the state's largest selections, but you can shop any number of ways that make the most sense for you. You can build your next Ford, custom order it to custom order it at Two Rivers Ford and get it delivered right to your door just as I did, you can call one of the non-commissioned salespeople and have them keep a lookout for you with any number of vehicles that come through the lot and they will let you know when a vehicle that might work for your family's budget and needs 
becomes available. Two Rivers Ford is the best in the business since 1983 here in Middle Tennessee. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet put Two Rivers Ford on your team today. So, the circumstance for the Browns and for Deshaun Watson, were you surprised or what was your initial reaction when you saw the six-game suspension and lack of additional fine come down? Here's how the independent arbitrator, Sue Robinson, went about figuring out how to determine this punishment for Deshaun Watson. Well, Jamie, we certainly anticipate hearing from some of the Browns personnel as this day goes on. There were regularly scheduled press conferences and practice. I would certainly imagine that the news of the day with Deshaun Watson suspended six games is going to alter that process, at least to a certain degree. Now, in terms of the terms of this suspension for Deshaun Watson, it was handed down by Sue L. Robinson. It is a six-game suspension. There is no additional fine. Deshaun Watson also must only get massages from club-directed personnel must also avoid any adverse uh, involvement with law enforcement going forward here. In terms of the potential appeal that Judy was just laying out here, let's talk about how this 2020 CBA process on discipline came to be. The reason it's set up this way with the appeals officer, the disciplinary officer, making the initial decision and then Roger Goodell or his designee handling any appeal is because the NFL Players Association wanted to avoid situations where the NFL suspended players based on a lack of evidence. In this case, had Sue L. Robinson ruled that the NFL did not prove any violation, then the NFL could not have appealed that. There would be no suspension. The process would be over. In this case, she did find that there was sufficient evidence to justify a six-game suspension. Robinson wrote in part that his pattern of behavior was egregious, but she pointed out that in her opinion, and based upon the evidence, it was nonviolent sexual conduct. That is how she arrived at a six-game suspension. The NFL had asked for an indefinite suspension of at least one year. In settlement talks, they refused to go below a 12-game suspension for Deshaun Watson. For now, it is a six-game suspension. The NFL does have the option to appeal. They would have to file that within three days. The NFLPA would then have two days to respond, which means if there is an appeal, that entire process doesn't even get to go get going until next week and again as I mentioned earlier in the show if the NFL if Goodell or his designee ends up increasing this discipline I would certainly expect the NFLPA to examine all options including suing in federal court guys so this gets this gets super messy for the NFL who didn't get their way and now they're trying to find ways to do it here's the thing Based on what Sue L. Robinson outlined in her 16-page report, portions of this have been distributed uh, and reported upon. Tom Pelissero, who you heard there from on the NFL Network, was one of the reporters who had the 16-page report. And what she cited in it is the thing that you have to remember, because I think this is important. It is undisputed, she writes, that Mr. Watson's conduct does not fall into the category of violent conduct that would require the minimum six-game suspension. It is likewise undisputed that prior cases involving nonviolent sexual assault have resulted in discipline far less severe than what the NFL proposes here, with the most severe penalty being a three-game suspension for a player who had previously been warned about his conduct. I am bound, quote, by standards of fairness and consistency of treatment among players Similarly situated, the NFL argues that consistency is not possible because there are no similarly situated players. 
By ignoring past decisions because none involve similar conduct, however, the NFL is not just equating violent conduct with nonviolent conduct, but has elevated the importance of the latter without any substantial, substantial evidence to support its position. This is the kind of stuff that Sue Robinson was brought in to do. Basically, what has happened here is Sue Robinson went back and looked at league precedent. Sue Robinson went back and looked at Roger Goodell's previous rulings in certain circumstances. And what did Sue Robinson find? Well, she said, looking around at what you what this is determined as, this is different than what would be considered violent sexual crime. I don't know. And, and me personally, I cannot speak for what falls under the label of violent sexual crime. I I think that I think that, you know, some something of a uh in the, in, I, I don't want to get into the details of it because I don't want to misspeak basically, but, but based on the precedent that has previously been set, it is not a rape situation. So she's not calling it a violent sexual crime. It is not a, it, it is a situation where women were put in compromising positions with unwelcomed advances, some of them hugely sexual in nature, but not violent per se. Creepy. Yes. Predatory. Yes. Violent. It, is, it seems that that does not meet her qualification. And she's going back and saying, but wait, I can't give him more than six games here because look at the rulings that you've made in the past. I'm going off the information that you gave me. I'm going off your previous history here. And your previous history here says to me that you have never given a player beyond three games in suspension for a non-violent sexual crime. Sue Robinson is saying, this is the circumstance that you guys have given me. I'm already doubling what your precedent for an initial punishment has been because of the sheer volume. I think that Sue Robinson, by the letter of the NFL personal conduct policy, whether you believe it is the correct moral decision, is a different conversation. But what Sue Robinson has done here is the correct decision as far as the precedent is concerned. It's not her fault that Roger Goodell has botched instances of this in the past. She only has the precedent of the punishments and the personal conduct policy to follow as negotiated by the NFL and the NFLPA. That's what she has to work with. And what she has to work with has given this outcome. It's, it is difficult for a lot of people to process. There's a lot of Browns fans who I think are hugely conflicted by this. And you must remember that it does not have, I mean, I can't say that it doesn't have anything to do with the legal process for Deshaun Watson, but remember that he settled all but one of the 24 cases as of this morning. So one outstanding civil suit filed against Deshaun, two grand juries did not find him able to be convicted or rather charged with criminal uh, or charged with criminal sexual assault in this way. And you now have a circumstance in which Deshaun Watson is coming in, having expunged or settled rather, all but one of these cases is willing to go quietly, is telling the NFL, the NFLPA, yeah, of course I'm not going to appeal that. She's just given me six games. That's less than half of a season after the league was pushing for a full one. It's funny to see Roger Goodell put into the same position that he painted Tom Brady in and he painted Zeke Elliott in when they 
filed their appeals and sued the NFL in federal court. Because if Roger Goodell tries to appeal this, the league, or rather the players union, will come out and countersue the league in federal court in ways that are just going to make this messier and keep it in the headlines. It's a really, really complicated thing. It's a really, really complicated thing. Um, I don't buy it. The legal process could compare it to similar situations outside of the NFL. Again, the legal process, it's not... Consider how far apart the legal process and the NFL's personal conduct investigation were. Sue Robinson was only presented with five cases that the NFL presented her with. It was not the 24 civil cases that had been presented. She did not account for 24 civil cases. She accounted for five cases that the NFL presented to her as examples of violations of the personal conduct policy, because that's all she's there to do. Sue Robinson isn't here to hand out jail time. Sue Robinson is here to make sure that the NFL and the NFLPA have a mutual understanding of how things go with the personal conduct policy and the players union. It's, it's a tough, again, it's a tough circumstance to swallow if you, you, if you are somebody who believes very strongly that this kind of behavior must be punished more severely. But I would say to you that it's the NFL's own fault for previous rulings that allow a situation like Watson to exist. We'll see what happens. Uh, it's fair to assume that Deshaun Watson's behavior uh, would indicate that there is probably going to be, well, let me let me be fair to Deshaun Watson, okay? Deshaun Watson's habitual, uh, habitually documented behavior in this way makes me think that it is something that would be difficult for it to not happen again. Now, maybe it doesn't happen again, and he's being limited, by the way, to only working with massage therapists who the Cleveland Browns employ. Uh, that's got to be all kinds of waivers written, it, written into the next massage therapy contract for Cleveland Brown Cleveland Browns employees. But still, based on the based on the letter of the personal conduct policy, Sue Robinson, I do believe, got it right. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it plays out. Um, let's talk about. Uh, let's get into a conversation about the AFC division now that looks the scariest on paper. And we'll we'll continue to document the the appeals process because like Tom Pelissero said there, it could be another week before an appeal is even started. But now you're talking about a division that is again stacked with quarterback talent. So which AFC division looks scariest on paper? Let us know on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. We'll talk about it together here on A to Z Sports Primetime. And while you do that, I'll tell you about our new partner who we could not be more excited to have on board. That's Superbook Sports from the Superbook Sports Studio, where we are now broadcasting live. We've got all kinds of cool things coming with Superbook, Superbook Sports this coming football season, both on the uh, radio side of things and here on A to Z Sports. They are an incredibly easy-to-use gambling app that will let you go above and beyond what your experience has been previously. They're one of the newest sports books that are live here in Tennessee. The app is clean and easy to use. You can download it very simply via Apple or Android, whichever you prefer. When you sign up with Superbook Sports and make your first bet, they will match your first bet up to $1,000, which is incredibly exciting, of course. It's a great offer. They have all kinds of great odds boosts for local teams. The Vols to win eight-plus games is currently boosted 
from minus 170 to plus 100. The Titans, the odds to win the AFC South as we get ready to talk about the scariest divisions on paper in the conference. The Titans to win the AFC South right now are boosted to plus 250 on Superbook Sports. You can bet it all local and national with Superbook Sports. They are our newest partner here on A to Z Sports Prime Time. We are incredibly thrilled to have them a part of what we're doing around here. And you know that they're going to give you the best possible value when you go check out the app in the Google Play or Apple App Store. Superbook Sports is where you go. So, the AFC West looks a little scary on paper, says Craig Baxter. Uh, also, the best division on paper is the West, according to Derek West. He's sticking with his directional last name. As far as the AFC North is concerned, you have to look, you have to give it proper consideration. A player at quarterback who was just in the Super Bowl, the Cincinnati Bengals, Lamar Jackson, a former MVP, Watson, who has played at a high level in the league and is only 26 years old at this point. It's been some time since we've seen him play competitive football, but it is fair to assume that Deshaun Watson will be of above average capabilities when he finally gets up to speed. Who's to say how long that could take? But in looking around, you you have to, I mean, the AFC just generally is kind of crazy because looking at this and hearing some of the players talk about it, Jadavion Clowney, who's a particular fan favorite around here for Titans fans, Jadavion Clowney came to Cleveland specifically because of Deshaun Watson. That offense looks like for you make that decision? Uh, it did this year. <laughs> I did this year because I told him I, I was all about where my boy Deshaun was going. When I talked to him, I saw I played with him and he kept us off the field a lot. And I was like, wherever you go, I, I, I know you're going to keep us off the field. You put up a lot of points, put us in rush and uh, rushing situations instead of having to stop run all the time. And I just wanted to go play with him and uh, well, see what I can do with him again. Deshaun would have ended in Atlanta, you would try to get I probably would have. I probably would have followed him there. <laughs> Who knows? But he ended up here. So we're here now. That's over with. Let's go. It's unfortunate that we didn't get to talk to him more often because I think Clowney's a good quote. Uh, you know, he's going to piss a lot of people off in the meantime. I'm sure Browns fans don't want to hear. Yeah, he would have gone to Atlanta if uh, if Deshaun had gone to Atlanta or something like that. But still. So looking around at all of this, uh, MB says, nice, Clowney is the most overrated pass rusher in NFL history. Keeps getting paid, though, to his credit. So, uh, you know, he's he's worth what the market says he's worth. And the market says he's worth still a lot of money. But looking around in the AFC, the West is probably the best of these divisions. The North is probably second best when Watson is playing. The East third at this point with Josh Allen, We'll see what becomes of Zach Wilson. And now you have Tua with all kinds of weaponry in Miami. The Patriots and Mac Jones, it's sneaky good. The AFC South is the least of these, right? Ryan Tannehill is the best quarterback, best and most proven quarterback in the AFC South until future notice. Trevor Lawrence could be better. Davis Mills might end up having a decent career. NFL people seem to like him a lot. But looking at what the South has to offer, it's definitely the least of these things. Um, in uh, the least of these AFC divisions at this point, that kind of uh, that kind of makes you think about what the wild card situation could look at look like. Because think about it. even in an expanded postseason, 
even in an expanded postseason, you're talking about three wildcard teams, but the West could well get two wildcard teams. The East could well get two wildcard teams. The North could well get two wildcard teams. And then you have uh, the other, whichever one doesn't get two wildcard teams in it, would be left for one of these other better divisions. So it leaves the Titans margin for, it's basically win the division or bust at this point, given how good the AFC is. And while I do think they're capable of it, it is it is indisputably more difficult on them for them to outright win their division or rather to secure the postseason because they have to do it by nature of securing their division for the third straight season. And that's not something they've done ever in the history of the franchise between the Houston Oilers and the Tennessee Titans. It's a really tough thing to do. They've never done it since they've been in the AFC South specifically. So we will see uh, how this how this kind of plays out. But quantifiably, the odds are stacked against them. Uh, let's talk about what the Browns' record will be in the six games without Deshaun Watson on the field. What do you think they will end up going? I just put three and three up there for funsies because I didn't know how to make it. Uh, I didn't know how to make it even, and I didn't want to. I mean, I don't necessarily know that they're going to go three and three. I'll give you their schedule as well for those of you who are interested. What will the Browns' record be without Deshaun Watson? On the field, we'll talk about it together. And while you guys give me your answer, I'll tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com. That's where you go for your dream address without the stress. The Ashton team will put you in a position to succeed with the Intel Edge that only they can provide to you. That Intel helps you sell your home without any showings or stagings. It helps you. Find your next home while the Nashville real estate market is still red hot. It helps you win the buyer battle and cash in on your home equity right now. GaryAshton.com, the Intel Edge is what they offer. The official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators and of A to Z Sports Primetime is Gary Ashton and his team. So, what is the situation? A to Z Sports Primetime from the Superbook Sports Studio what do you think the Brown situation will be after six games? Minimum is what Watson is going to be suspended at this point. Uh, two and four for Corey D. Jackson in all seriousness. With Jacoby Brissett at quarterback, I don't know about that, says Bryce Erickson. Yes, Jacoby Brissett will be the starting quarterback for reference. Their first six games, they are on the road to open against Baker Mayfield and the Carolina Panthers. They will host the New York Jets. They will host the Pittsburgh Steelers. They will travel to the Falcons. They will host the Chargers and the Patriots. That will bring them up to their Week 7 matchup at Baltimore. So an AFC North game, Lamar Jackson potentially versus Deshaun Watson, which will uh, which will be consequential, of course. So what do you think their record will be? That's a pretty tough – That's well, I mean, it depends on how you think about the quarterbacks in that list. Baker Mayfield, I don't think much of. I think that game – is winnable for Jacoby Brissett. I think that the Jets and the Steelers, the Falcons, are all winnable games. I think the two most difficult ones are the Chargers and the Patriots. And I think that those are the two most likely that they will lose. I think that Atlanta is kind of the wild card in here because I don't know what to make of Marcus Mariota this year. I'm I'm curious about it. I don't think he's better than Baker Mayfield at this point in their career. I don't think either of them have had good stretches of football anytime soon. So two and four is probably the most realistic outcome 
for the Browns with Jacoby Brissett under center until such time. Minimum, by the way, until the NFL appeals and tries to add some more games on. Uh, it will be interesting to see how that goes. That's going to do it for us tonight on A to Z Sports Prime Time. Again, congratulations, or uh, rather, very excited to have Superbook Sports on with us throughout the course of this football season and into the next year. We'll tell you more about the cool stuff that we have going with them a little later on. Radio show was great today. We had Rashad Weaver on and Teresa Walker from the Associated Press. The Weaver interview was great. I'd invite you all to go check it out in your favorite podcast feed. Just search the Buck Rising Show. I'm back out at training camp doing the radio show tomorrow. Christian Fulton will be the player who sits down with me. And maybe our buddy Cam Wolf from the NFL Network, because they are going to be broadcasting live out at Titans practice tomorrow as well. Football season in full swing. Titans talk when we come back tomorrow. I will talk to you at 10 a.m. live from Ascension St. Thomas Sports Park. Uh, when the radio show starts from Titans training camp on 104.5 The Zone. Have a great night, guys.